Hello, guys. We're back again. Welcome to another episode of Insights with Latrice. I am so glad you're here and you're with me on Friday Eve, right? This has been a busy day for me. I hope it's been a great day for you guys. And um, we've almost made it a whole nother week. So um, first of all, I was just listening to the news and I understand that we're actually opening up our city um, back up in phases. So I was kind of feeling some type of way about that. I want to know your opinion on that. So just definitely give me some comments below and let me know how you're feeling. Is, is it time? Is it politics? Is it um, really just a situation where it's just time, things are under control. I'm curious. I don't know a whole lot because I don't, I limit my news, but I do try and be informed. And so, um, hey, Teresa. Um, so tell me, Teresa, what do you think? Let me know. Is it time? I know that for my husband being an essential worker, he hasn't had any time off. In fact, he's working more than ever. And um, but are we ready? I know my oldest, she's ready to be out there and conquer the world. But um, for me, you know, I'm still trying to keep everybody in and everybody wear gloves and the whole mask things. But anyway, let's talk about this episode today. Um, this is dear to my heart. You know, anytime we're going to talk about mental health. It, it hits me right here because um, most of you know my journey. I'm headed that route and I really want to tap into the research side of things. And so I am very humbled right now that my mentor is um, here today. Now, what's so interesting is that what I have learned over the years is that your mentor don't have to physically be with you or in the same city. Um, you can just gleam off of someone just because you guys have similar paths. And at the time when I was really seeking God for direction, um, this young lady came in my life on social media, on Instagram, and I've been following her and I'm telling you, she's a powerhouse. She knows her stuff. She has a lot of information that um, she's going to provide tonight to us. And I'm just humble that she would um, say yes to Insights with Latrice. So this definitely goes down in the books like, yes, yes, yes. So I'm like all day. My husband's like, okay, Latrice. Okay. Can we just continue on? Right. So, um, and I love all my guests, but this one right here is everything. So without further ado, I want to introduce Sharon Lawrence. Hey, how are Hi. you? I'm well. How about you? I'm good. I'm good. How's the family? Everyone is well. We're safe. Um, we are trying to bust out, but stay safe at the same time. But yeah, we're good. <laughs> how about you? <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Because you're in Maryland. Yes. So are yes. you guys still shut completely down or are you going through phases? For the most part, they're, they're planning on, I think they're trying to open up some things in phases, but right now it's pretty much still the stay in place order. So on Thursdays are my only days that I leave. Okay. 
that is to check the mail at the office and to go shopping. And that's it. Yeah. I, absolutely. We we gotta be smart about it. So you're still you're seeing um patients virtual? Yes. I had I went from 25% um telemental health to 100 percent um okay. as of March 16th. So this was week seven for me. Um okay. and so um yesterday I had clients laughing because I was like, I, I said I think today is day 44. I'm counting, <laughs> like I'm like drawing a little. <laughs> and, and so I actually took off today and tomorrow. I was like, I realized I have not taken off any time. I think yeah. I need to I need to check out for a minute. And so I'm so grateful that I did. So I could show up 100 percent for you. And right before this, I did another. Yeah. Um, so and then tomorrow I have another. But I was like, I want to show up with some energy. And I want them like, okay, wait a minute. She followed her own advice. So I'm excited. Thank you so much for having me on with you tonight. Oh, you're so welcome. I'm so blessed. So tell me this, before we get into the myths versus facts on mental health and COVID-19, is it easier for you to do this telehealth? Do you like this or do you want to go back into the office? I, it is draining. Let me start there. Hey, it's very draining looking at a screen back to back. Um, it's also draining when you, you're unable to move. It's kind of, you, you find yourself being more sore, sore and, and tired. Um, for the first four weeks I was actually sick. Uh, and I learned about something called blue light illness. Cause I kept saying, why am I dizzy and nauseous? And I actually was getting sick from the light coming from the screen. Wow. We were doing a training one day and I just kept saying, I don't feel well, everyone. I'm sorry. I apologize. And I felt really bad. But while they were watching the video, I decided to look it up. And it was that Saturday morning that I realized that, that this is a thing. And I said, okay, what are people doing who are doing this every day? Um, but for those of us that had the transition, it, we're all saying the same thing. Why am I so tired? Why do I feel like a truck hit me? Um, and now I know it's from watching the screen. We don't do this all day. We watch people. We don't stare at the screen when we're doing therapy. We're watching people. We're getting up. We're greeting individuals. Yeah. We're checking out. We're running errands. You know, we're going to meeting. Yeah. It, it's it's a different um, okay. Yeah. So would I do it again? Um Yes, either part-time, meaning a few days a week, but if I had to do it 100%, I would have to have a completely different setup. Right now, I'm in a corner of a bedroom, one of our guest bedrooms. Okay. I've had to adjust, and this is my fourth situation because I've been moving from the living room to the kitchen to the dining room and now here. Yes. <laughs> so this is, this is where I settled and I'm comfortable okay. now, but it has been a big adjustment, but I still show up for yeah. my people. So. Absolutely. And it's been an adjustment for everyone, right? And we all have to be just kind of like breathe in, breathe out type of thing. Because this is something we've never seen before. This is something we've never done before. And so we do have to figure out those adjustments that have to be made. Um, We're already stressing, you know, and so we have to try and minimize it as much as possible. And so with that, let's just get a little information on you. 
who I know who you are, but why don't you tell <laughs> our listeners who are you? Wow. Okay, where do I start? Because you said something in the beginning, and I always laugh. It's very hard to hear people talk about you. Um, but I, I am a licensed clinical social worker. I'm also a certified anger management specialist. I am a certified prepare and rich facilitator and trainer. I'm a certified life coach and a board certified telemental provider. In addition to that, I'm also a um, a board approved clinical supervisor for social workers in the state of Maryland. I'm licensed in Maryland, Virginia, and Florida. And uh, I am known as the therapist for therapists. For therapists. Yes. Yes. I am the therapist for therapists. I also see professionals um, and you, what it can be any professional attorneys, you know, judges, um, lawyers, doctors, it doesn't matter. Whoever's coming through that door, if you have that professional title, I'm your person, and I also work with couples, and I do some groups for anger management. Um, but as you also know, I'm a speaker, an author, and um, and an adjunct professor. So I teach at um, a university in one of the community colleges here. So what don't you do? I probably should have asked that instead. Oh. <laughs> wow. You know, um, I'm not sure, because if I went on, you probably would laugh at me. Um, I, I, I have been a... Um, a licensed Zumba instructor, oh um, and so yes, I have done it all. I mean, I can knit, I can crochet, y'all. I can keep going. I can keep going. And so, <laughs> but uh, I love it. Yeah, I, I, I love I know. it. Yeah, well, I'm glad you found this industry because yeah. God knew I needed you in my life. So thank you. So, thank yay, you. Yay. <laughs> so let's let's get to it. Let's talk about mental health. I had an episode Tuesday and we really dived into mental health and how it's affecting us um, with mm -hmm. COVID-19 especially. Yes. And so um, no different today, but we have myths and mm. facts on mental health, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's why sometimes we don't touch it because we've only heard the myth part mm -hmm. of it and no one has truly explained and given us the facts. So I am going to throw some myths or facts okay. at you. And Ooh, I'm gonna gonna okay. We're going to do a game. We're going to do a game. Okay. So, so first, let's, let's say this. Let me ask this. Mental illness is caused by personal weakness. Is that a myth or a fact? That is a myth. Okay. Um, tell me why. You know, if that was the case um we all would have a mental illness because okay. we all have weaknesses and we all have strengths um but yeah no if that was the case we all would have an illness we all have mental health um but not everyone has a mental illness and okay here's another one but before i ask you hey olivia hey nicole teresa Lori, lakeisha hello welcome please share this because miss sharon is getting ready to load us up on some information, some truth about mental health to get us through not only COVID-19, but also through life. She's gonna give us some skills, um, some tools that we can use throughout our life. And so uh, make sure you're sharing this with people you love that need some information. Um, so back to our game, what, yes. so is mental health and mental illness the same thing? 
No, they are not. So just like I was saying at that tell end, I probably sh sh I should have held that one. But uh, <laughs> mental health is just like physical health, right? We all have physical health, right? But you may have somebody who has a physical illness, but it doesn't mean everyone has an illness. It's the same way with mental illness. And a lot of times those terms are used interchangeably, but yeah. they are not the same. They are very different. And so your goal is even with a mental illness that you are working towards getting and obtaining and maintaining um, good mental health. Yes. Yeah. So so do you think, and and this is just a question to you, do you think that's why people are scared to say anything about mental health therapy? I was joking, but I was really serious. If anyone can get me a shirt that says Jesus therapy and coffee, right? Because I, I definitely think we need Jesus, but um, we need that therapy too, just like we need Dennis, we still need Jesus, but we need a dentist or chiropractor or whatever. So right. do you think people are scared because of the myth that mental illness and mental health are the same thing? I, I, I do somewhat. I think that when you think about things that you don't know and you don't understand what happens, people kind of shy away from it. They run from things that don't make sense to them. Um, they are quick to shut it down. Or they may find that they can kind of relate to what's being said and maybe they have not come to grips with acknowledging the symptoms that they have. And so they're also trying to run away from the truth of what they're actually ex experiencing. Okay. And so I, I do believe it does play a part. Okay. And so Teresa, and we're going to put it in a parking lot for now, but she does have a question about how to maintain mental health. And we'll talk about that because we do need to learn how to maintain it. Um, but um, let me, let's play a few more, um, get a few more questions. Um, you can never get better from a mental illness. Is that fact or myth? That's a myth. Okay. That's you know, um, you may live with those symptoms for the rest of your life, but whether it's medication or therapy or lifestyle changes or um, a change, like a change in your eating yeah. um, or a change in your physical activity, there are things that will help improve um, or try to reduce those symptoms. For some people, symptoms, symptoms may subside for years. Yeah. Um, they'll say is I haven't had an episode in five years. I haven't had an episode in 10 years. Yeah. And so, it, yes, I, I really believe that you can live a life without symptoms, but you may have that mental illness Okay. can get better. Okay. So, um, is sadness, if you're sad, are you also depressed? Myth or fact? Mm -hmm. Okay. That's a myth. That's okay. a myth. Um, I can be sad about um, someone passing away. I think if you think about the time frame. Um, but if that sadness starts to be prolonged and there is a change in my behavior, um, and I find that now I'm isolating, I'm crying, um, and that sadness now turns into um the inability to even feel joy or even begin enjoying the things that you used to like. Mm -hmm. And so you find yourself removing yourself from other people and being able to function effectively, if you will, 
on a day-to-day basis, now you're walking into phases of depression. You know, okay. now your mood is changing and it's now sure. it's becoming debilitating. So okay. it's not the same. Okay. Okay. Um, so for those that are having mental health challenges, mm-hmm. um, so with COVID-19, are they going to come out worse or mm-hmm. is there, or can you maintain, is this back? Because as I was looking this up and there was information and there was some conflicting information and I was like, this is a really good one because in my mind, if you do the work, even through COVID, right? Something mm-hmm. trauma, you can still come out okay. Absolutely. Or am I just don't know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no, you do know what you're talking about. And that, that I, you pretty much answered it, but I will add this. I think that it's about the individual's journey and what their experience is with COVID is right now. Because you, know, you don't have to have con- contracted COVID it could just be the fact that you're now practicing social distancing. You're now under self quarantine or you're trying to remain safe, whatever it may be. There has been a shift in what is considered normal for you. And so you have grieving that's involved. But I will say this, Latrice, what's funny about it is that there are people who are introverts. They're like, yeah, I'm fine. I am great. I can do this. Yeah. I, wait, I, hope, I hope they tell me I can not go back to the office. Yeah. And you have the introverts that are saying, and I am not okay. Yeah. I am not okay with this. I miss um, socializing with people now. What's funny is that I am an introvert. Well, technically I'm an ambivert, but I'm more on the side of the introvert. And there's a part of me that I told my husband the other day, I was like, oh my God, I miss like hugs from people that I would get when I would see them. Not my clients, y'all. I'm not hugging my clients. I don't, don't, don't report me. I'm not hugging folks. And so, you know, y'all like, wait, she over there hugging people. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> so, I was like, oh my gosh, I miss hugs. I miss fist bumps and, you know, yeah. just close proximity. And and I told my husband, I said, I appreciate you. I said, but boy, do I, I, this is weird talking to the neighbors through the window. Like, hey, how you doing over there? How you doing? It's, we have, we've shifted. Yeah. And it, COVID is having a very, um, it's having a reaction in different ways with many people. Not everyone is, is experiencing the same. Is there a level of grieving for many? Yes, because we're all missing what once was. Yeah. And this is yeah. different. Yeah. So how, how do you pick up every day um, with your mental health? How do you maintain it every day? Because when you wake up and you're like, Oh my gosh, we're still in this. This isn't a bad dream. What are some things that we can do to maintain? Start, start small. Um, I tell my clients, I tell my students, I tell my friends, show up for you. Get up in the morning, take that shower. If you're a nighttime shower person, fine. Take it at night, but get up, wash your face, put on that makeup, shave that beard, whatever you have to do and put on clean clothes. Do not report to work on your couch um, with your laptop on your lap. Um, Literally go to a a space if you can in your home that is separate from your lounging space because you should really be trying to separate the two. So like I said, I'm in this space here. When I'm done for the day, I turn these lights off and I close the door as if I was at the office. Okay. Um, And so you have to do some things that help you feel like there is still a separation between work 
in your personal space. So try not to mesh those environments together, but show up. Um, I may not put on as much, you know, beat as you see on my face today when I got to go on camera for, you know, Latrice or, you know, my other colleagues. I, I try to show up a little bit better, but for my students, I will put on a very light fare just so I don't look sleepy. Okay. And so show up, but I do it for me and I do it for them. I don't just do it for them. Show up for yourself because it does give you a level of energy. The other thing is get up. When you get up in the morning, prepare that water that you're going to drink throughout the day. Prepare breakfast. Prepare lunch. I literally will get up in the morning as if I'm leaving the house. Wow. And I will, I will make breakfast or grab um, a, a cutie, one of the you know, mandarin oranges. Yeah. I will grab things and bring it into my space. And as I'm preparing to go live or log in or whatever... I'm preparing myself to show up for them midday, break for lunch. If I'm back to back, I will literally say, hey, I need 10 minutes and I make sure I go and grab something to eat, take my vitamins and I'm doing what I need to do. You have an obligation to yourself to show up. Just start there. I'm not going to tell you to try, you know, all these new things. If you want to work on new projects, great. But if, if the biggest step right now, which seems to be hard, is just getting out the bed, I'm going to just challenge you. Make sure you're clean and you have on clean clothes. Change the sheets. Open up the blinds. Open up the windows if you can. Yeah. And let the fresh air come through. Um, but show up for you first. Start there. And as you start to get more energy, you will start to think about other things that you can do. Wow. You know what? That's amazing because I do show, I do show up. I show up without a beat face, but I do show up and I make sure that I do something, whether it's put this hat on to match what's going on underneath or a scarf or something. But then I do, I tell the girls, cause I have five girls and I tell them, no, you're, you get up, shower, you know, mm -hmm. do all that. You have to look decent. So would you say even for children, there's a responsibility that they need to also show up. I always tell the girls, get up and look like you love yourself. That's right. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's right. I think it's important that there's some sense of um, normalcy that's happening okay. um, in the midst of things not being normal. Right. right. We, we, they haven't said you cannot leave your house. You can go for a walk. There are things you can do. You can go for a drive. You can, you, yeah. you can engage with family, but Stand, you stand in the street and let them stand in front of their home. You can socialize. There are things that you can do that's within reason and that, and that you are practicing those safety guidelines. And so kind of just use wisdom, whatever it is that you choose to do. But you have to show up for yourself. And, and, and this is not to be funny, but I, well, actually it is. I will put on that light fair because if I don't, the first question will be, is you all right? <laughs> you, are you sick? I don't know what it is about that whole thing when you don't wear makeup, people think you are sick. Yes. Oh, you, you don't look good. No, I just don't have on any makeup today. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Or like, you know, um my husband when he comes home and bless his heart, you know, he's just kind of cuz there was a couple days Trees didn't look like she loved herself. And so, you know, Olivier was smiling and you could tell he was he was pushing that smile like this is my baby. And then I was like, you know what, I definitely have to be an example, you know, especially with having these young ladies um, in the house. 
But what about those people? Because I also have been reading, you know, suicide has gone up. Um, abuse, spousal abuse has gone up. I know that even when I've had to go to the store, people aren't as friendly. You know, everyone has a short fuse. So how do how do you maintain that? How do you deal with that? That you you gave a couple of layers right there. Um, I'll backtrack. So let's talk about the grocery store. Um, yeah, they, they can't see your facial expressions. So if you have to be the one to crack that joke, break that ice, do so. Um, today I was moving real fast and and I didn't see the lady that was coming. And she said, "Oh no no no, come on!" I said, "I'm so sorry." I said, "But I have insurance." You know, I say things that make people laugh because. Yeah. I want to kind of lighten that mood. She she just busted out laughing. And yeah. she said, oh, it's fine. She was like, we're doing our best. I said, absolutely. Yes, ma'am. We are doing our best. I said, you have a good day. Um, I make sure I say thank you to the people that are helping. But I do find that there are some people that are like, excuse me, excuse me. You know, and it's like, oh, I'm, so, I'm so sorry. Let me move on out your way. Don't want to, you know, because you can you you don't want to match their energy if anything you want to change their energy so hopefully you bring them to a place where they start matching your energy you yeah. want to but if they don't respond keep moving you know that you did not stoop to that level and respond negatively um yeah. but i found myself saying thank you to folks and excuse me oh thank you okay oh i apologize let me move on over here i didn't see you just trying to make sure you're being mindful in the midst of have people having a short fuse um but then let me go to this other part that you talked about. There yeah. is an increase in CPS cases. For those of you that don't know what CPS is, it's Child Protective Services. There is an increase in domestic violence cases. And um, last week I learned from um, a colleague of mine where I was joining her on her platform. And she was saying that I said, wait, well, how are they filing right now? And she said, actually, you can file. Um, Domestic violence courts are open. And so they're doing some things virtually. They're doing some things with social distancing, but they are open because they understand that these cases are serious and serious. So they are they are on the rise and also calls to um, attorneys are on the rise. And so, so there are people who are making divorce filings at this time because they want to be done uh, when this is over. And so um, for those individuals, I one of the things I shared last week is that I don't think that, you know, depending on the severity of it, if you if this has been an ongoing issue, you need to be safe. But yes. if there are things in terms of you just have a difficult time communicating and you don't resolve conflict very well, I would say this is not the time to gauge the strength of your relationship. Please use wisdom and, and make that call to a clinician, you can start counseling now, um, even yeah. in, in the midst of I have clients that actually started the first week that this happened. So I've never met them in person, like in, you know, face to face. Yeah. Um, and so it's never too late to make that phone call. But if you're in an unsafe situation, I am going to encourage you to make that call to the domestic violence hotline or to 911 um, and see if there is some place that you can go um, for safety. But yeah. we, we want to make sure that you're safe and also with children or any type of vulnerable um, or protected individual who needs some support. I'm hoping that people will call and get support for them. Absolutely. Now, it, do you is there a like mental health hotline or just a general hotline that um, the listeners that are um, listening and watching 
can um, definitely get that information because it's okay. It's okay to get help. Help. That's what's wise. That's smart. Mm -hmm. When yeah. you take the time and say, you know what, something's not quite right. Or I use the example sharing last um, couple of days ago that it's kind of like your car. You go get it maintenance, mm -hmm. right? And so why wouldn't you get your mental health maintenance, right? Because life is no joke and it comes at you. And so you need tools that there's experts, right? We go to heart specialists, we go to other different doctors and so no different. So how can we take the stigma? And I know um, I'm getting wrap up. So um, mm -hmm. how can we take the stigma off of mental health so that we embrace it, um, especially the African-American community. How do we talk about it and not, you know, I use the example, we always wanted to push it under the rug. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I would say is that I, I hear this line a lot, but it's very true. We have to let people know that it's okay to not be okay. Uh, we have to remove that mindset that you are walking around as if you're a superhero and nothing can penetrate you. And the reality is that everything is penetrating you and you're not dealing with it. And so now you are a ticking time bomb, depending on what's happening, um, or you're going through all this stuff and you have this depression, but you can't talk about it with anyone. Either way, you're at the point of explosion. And yeah. that is what we want to try and prevent. You know, we don't want your symptoms to worsen. We really want you to be able to connect with somebody and start talking through things. Um, and particularly a person who is neutral. Um, it's okay to have a close friend. It's okay to have a family member. So many people right now are being trained in mental health first aid. Um, if you are not aware of that, I will share that information as well. But this basically helps you not to provide therapy. It helps you as a community member and family member to know how to just listen until that person can connect to a licensed and skilled person. Um, and so really, you have to know first that it's okay to not be okay yeah. um, and that it's okay to seek help. And it's okay to have Jesus and a therapist. And you say in coffee, I'm going to say with hot water with lemon and honey. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. You know what? I do, Sharon, have a question. I'm just looking. Um, okay. How should we encourage crucial conversations of mental health awareness with our loved ones? It seems to be such a sensitive but relevant topic. I would say have family night if possible. Um, I think start there and just say, hey, there are some things that I want to talk about. I realize that we don't talk about these things versus y'all need to start talking about what's happening and, and start don't start calling people out in the family. And it, that's not the way to do it. You have to make it a safe discussion. So I, I would definitely make, make it one of those family night discussions. Don't let it be the only discussion you have, but let it be a series of things that you talk about so that when it comes up, you know, it's almost like have your own red table talk, you know, have your own, you know, every Friday night discussion or family meeting where you can say, hey, we have dinner time every Friday or Saturday or Sunday. And we, we have a topic that we talk about finances, mental health, spirituality, 
goals. Um, and so let it be where it's a part of a series versus it just being the only thing you talk about and you never come back to it. Yeah. And so by doing so, you foster this environment of communication and safety and it starts to let people know, hey, I can bring up anything in this space because this is where we support one another. And you also have to make sure that it's a no judgment zone. Similar to when someone comes into therapy, we tell them what you say here, what you say here stays here. I will not break your confidence unless I feel like you are at risk of hurting yourself, hurting someone else. Or if it is a medical emergency, I may know something that could possibly save your life when the EMTs show up. And they, the, everyone knows that they sign on the dotted line. And so you have to let them know that it is a no judgment zone. And so just make sure that it's a safe environment. I think that's the biggest thing. I think people are scared to be judged. Mm -hmm. So they don't want to admit it. I know for my parents and my siblings, I have four sisters that, you know, you didn't talk about anything. And, and so we look like that modeled family and I have great parents, great siblings, but we weren't, you know, all those right. different secrets. And I was just always the one that was like, this isn't right. <laughs> you know, my mouth right. was always, you know, something of that nature. Now I did mm -hmm. see that you put down, did you put, okay, the 1-800? Yes, so that's the NAMI um, line, um, okay. National Alliance on Mental Illness. And then I okay. also put uh, the Suicide Prevention Hotline, um, okay. which is 1-800-273-8255. Oh, I like how this stuff flashes up. This is awesome. This is fancy. <laughs> wow. They don't, this don't, they don't do this on Zoom. This doesn't happen on Zoom. Wow. Um, and so let's see, one more question. Any ho holistic approaches to maintaining mental health versus medical? Do you get into any of that? I can. And so I, 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 I am not a person that will tell you to take something or not take something. Okay. Um, I've, had, I've heard some really good things about St. John's Ward and about um, Ashwagandha. And I have clients who have taken it and, and I will share with them when they ask about those things. But I, what I will tell them is I need you to connect with a psychiatrist and I can recommend one. And I want you to confirm and with your primary care physician, because we don't know what other issues you may have going on. Yeah. I need you to talk with them to make sure that this is an OK place to start because I'm not a psychiatrist. I will never pretend to be. And I never want someone to mistake, you know, mistake me as one. And yeah. so um, those are the, the only two that I know right now, other than diet. Um, a lot of people are now um, trying a lot of different um herbal remedies and things of that nature. I, I cannot speak to any of that, but I can say good old water, have a healthy diet, yeah. exercise. It is proven to change your mood. Um, shameless plug. I have a gratitude journal and I tell people if you journal and you journal from a, a place of gratitude, it is scientifically proven to reduce your mood. It reduces wow. symptoms of depression and anxiety. And so, because when you write and when you color or when you draw or when you work on projects, it's cathartic. It releases through your hands. Wow. And so many people don't know that you have to be able to release what is inside. It's almost like crying. People yeah. say, they don't like to cry. No, cry, please cry. Yeah. Um, because you need to release that from you. 
And when they finish, they'll say, oh my gosh, I feel so much better. Or I'm sleeping so much better. Or I feel so much better. <laughs> wow. I love that because I'm going to be honest. I'm just going to be transparent. And I know I, I'm wrapping up. I'm sorry. But um, uh, they're looking at me like, but, uh, you know, journaling hasn't always been you know, a favorite of mine, but the way that you're bringing it to me, I'm looking at it differently. And so now I, because I have like umpteen pretty journals and I thought the pretty one would motivate me, but, um, you know, definitely I will, I will work on that. So before we go, let's get one last insight for, from you to our listening audience, just one last thing that you can leave with them. Remember that you are important and you have to learn that sometimes setting boundaries is not just because someone did something wrong or they disrespected you. You have to be preventive when it comes to protecting you. Setting boundaries could simply mean just you showing up for you and making time for you and doing what's best for you so that when you are giving to others, they're getting the extra, they're getting the overflow of how awesome you are or how blessed you are or how wonderful you feel that day because it's important that you show up for you. I don't know how many times I can say that, Latrice. I yeah. think it's very important that you you speak kind words to yourself, that you tell yourself that you can do it. And in, in the moments when you don't feel like it, take the pause and sit with it. Be okay with sitting with what you feel and then make that first step to reset so that you can continue doing what's best for you. Awesome. How can they get a hold of you? How can they find you? Give all that good information. Can you do Missouri when you're in Maryland? How does that all work? Because I know people are going to want to attach themselves, but listen, she's my friend, my mentor. <laughs> well, I can't, well, let me just answer your question. No, because I'm not licensed in Missouri, but because I am a speaker, if you all have something going on, once this whole travel thing is listed, I will travel. Um, I've had the opportunity to travel to some amazing places. I'm very grateful for that. But um, I can be found on social media at My Sailor Wellness. It's right there on the screen. Um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I have a YouTube page. Um, on LinkedIn, I am Sharon J. Lawrence. Uh, and my website is also www.mysailorwellness so you can't miss it um, yeah. <laughs> you're to find me and if yeah. you're if you just type in sharonjlawrence.com all this will come up as well wonderful well thank you so much you have dropped some amazing nugget nuggets to all of our listening audience i know that i was writing that's why i was looking down because i was writing and so great information and so i just I'm very humble and I appreciate you taking the time. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. All right, guys, I told you it was going to be explosive. It's it was epic. I mean, that information that she gave to us freely. Um, I didn't want to let her go, but um, my bosses um, were telling me, it, let's go. But um, go back. Go back to this episode, listen to it again, because I'm sure you're going to find some more information you're going to get. You're going to hear something you didn't hear the first time. And so um, definitely go back and share this. 
we got to deal with this mental health thing. We got to take a hold of it in COVID-19 and after COVID-19, we have to be healthy. And so my insight for you guys, is really what Sharon said, show up, show up. But when you show up, show up with you in mind. That self-care is so important. And um, she didn't use self-care, but that is really what she was breaking it down to. Self-care is not selfless. Self-care is taking care of you first so that you can, as she was saying, give the overflow to others. Um, Self-affirmation um, is everything. I have little notes everywhere that talks to me about me and how amazing I am and how unique I am. And so those little things like that will help you show up, will help you get through this COVID-19, will help you with that mental health. You know, so don't take it for lightly take it lightly you are important and so make sure you take care of you first until next time until next tuesday thank you once again for showing up here to insights with latrice as you know those three reels real life that's you your real life real you learning who you are from the inside out real good we talking real good about real stuff all right. Until next time. God bless. Take care. Have a great weekend. Be safe.